I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Starts with one. Starts with one. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. That was a roller coaster of emotions right there. Uh, really, really enjoyed the first period. Didn't love how they sat back later on in the game. Um, you know, give up the goal late to tie it, and you're just sitting there like same old shit, same old team. Uh but it wasn't. They actually came back and uh, they actually responded. I thought they had several, uh, you know, I thought they had several times tonight where they uh, where they showed a different a different attitude. Just uh, they they looked like a, a an improved, different team. Maybe this West Coast trip is good for them. Maybe they just need to get away from it all. Uh, go play some hockey. Go do what they do best. Um, you know, and string a couple wins together. And like I said, it starts with one. I was happy with. Um, I was happy with a majority of what I saw out of the team tonight. I'm really torn in my emotions because on one hand, um, I said on Twitter tonight, I don't think outside of shooting Bernie Perrant, Hack can get himself fired at this point, at least not this year. Um, so I might as well just enjoy the good efforts when we get them. But I'm also, you know, the guy who keeps saying it's not about individual games. It's not about you know, okay, they look good tonight, let's build from this, it's, we're supposed to be better, and uh, while I, I was encouraged by a lot of things I saw tonight, you guys know how much I go on and on about um, generating offense from lower in the zone, I thought they did a really good job of that tonight, I thought they did a good job of, uh, of a lot of things tonight, but you look at, you look at who the Ducks are, um, the Ducks give up like close to 40 shots a game. They take the fewest shots of of of, of really anybody. Uh, if I can bring up this box score anytime today, they take like 24 shots a game. They give up like 38, 39, something like that. Um, so tonight's 36 to 25 is kind of that's kind of what they do. The Ducks. Um, it's the their differential right now. I read in 31 thoughts today. Uh, Elliot Friedman's 31 thoughts. Their differential in terms of shots for and against is the worst since the expansion Washington Capitals in like 1975. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see the Flyers actually going to the high danger areas, creating scoring chances. But you got Ryan Miller in there tonight instead of Gibson. You really needed to take advantage. Not that Ryan Miller is a slouch. I mean, uh, he's a couple wins away from being the all-time winningest goaltender, uh, American-born goaltender ever. But you know he's older now. He's a backup. You, you you really needed to take advantage of your of your uh, your opportunities. I mean, how many did Jordan Wheel have? Of course, he has that penalty late, which is just a killer. Can't do it. Just I love the kid so much, but he just needs to move his feet and stop using his stick to defend. That's all there is to it. Uh, Sean Couturier had a ton tonight. He had the deflection goal, but he had a bunch of opportunities. Wayne Simmons as well. They just need to bury those opportunities. And if you keep creating chances the way you you did tonight, um, you will. Like, that's the thing. It'll work out in the long run if you continue 
uh, doing what you did tonight in terms of the way you pressure in the offensive zone, the way you you tried to generate offense. But this isn't exactly – they weren't playing the 95 Devils tonight. Uh, this isn't uh, – if this was just a one-game aberration because, you know, the Ducks were just giving it to you, well, then, you know – not much progress, but if this is something they just build on, and that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing on Thursday and on Saturday, if this is if they've decided they're going to start running their offense like this, they're just going to have a much more consistent, a much more dangerous, a much more effective offense, and that's what I want to see out of this team. Um, Brian Elliott was good tonight. When Brian Elliott gives you um, when Brian Elliott gives you a, a chance. I guess that's unfair. When Brian Elliott gives you one of his better games, you really need to win. Uh, so it was good to to be able to get that late goal and pull that one out tonight because uh, he did, for the most part, uh, do his part. And that's not um, – I, I, I don't want to rip Brian Elliott while I'm complimenting him because I think he played pretty well tonight. Uh, but it's not like he gives you his A game a lot of nights. So – when he does, you really need to take advantage of that. There are a lot of things the Flyers needed to take advantage of tonight, and they did enough. They did enough. I need to see them build on this, though. Um, listen, I I understand I've been yelling and screaming about this team, and, th- and that's where I'm torn because I just want to enjoy this one because I liked so much of what I saw tonight. Plenty of things I didn't like. Uh, that that last penalty kill so passive. They just let them walk in and score. That I, I don't know if Scott Lawton is being coached. Yeah, just stare at the puck carry, let him walk in and shoot. Um, but I, I can't imagine. As much as I want to rip in Laperriere for the penalty kill, I can't imagine that that's what he's being told. You know, uh, just uh, the giveaways and stuff. There's a lot of things they still do need to clean up. But for one night, uh, I think they did enough. Uh, they could have scored a bunch more goals. And if they keep playing offense the way they did, I think they will. Um, you know, power play finally cashed in. They they went. I, I like the idea of having two different top power play units. You can always go back to Simmons and Voracek. You always know that that's an option. It's always there. Um, those guys have played. That, that's been a five-man group for a while. Bringing in Patrick and Konechny just makes them less predictable because that's been the problem, I think, with the pen, with the power play uh, in in the last really year or so has been it's just predictable. While you have some 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 really great power play players, I mean Claude Giroux is as good of a, of a power play distributor as there is in the league. Wayne Simmons, amazing net front presence. We all know what Ghost brings from the point. I, I just think you, you've been a little predictable. Um, especially without the same scoring threat in the slot that you had with a Hartnell or you had with a Shen. Uh, Couturier could come around. I mean, he had a good year last year. It looks like he, he might be coming around. He's looking more confident. But he's not, you know, the same scoring talent that the other two are. And so I think it's just been a little stale. So I like the idea of mixing it up uh, and giving different looks, and it just makes them less predictable. That's really all I have tonight. Let's see what you guys have to say. Um, Let's just lead it off with Kyle. What team was that? Yeah, it was nice to, you know, they came out with fire early. They didn't need to be drug into the fight. It wasn't, okay, let's play desperate now that we're down 2 nothing. You know, they took they took the early intensity uh, to the Ducks, and that was fun to say. was fun to see. Uh, fire wax stall. Yeah, I mean, I still want it, but I don't think it's happening, so. I uh, love 40, but can't take that stick penalty trying to lock down a road win. Absolutely agree, Dan. Listen, that's that's been a hole in his game, and it's been um, 
a fair criticism. I said tonight uh, to, to somebody on Twitter, I believe I was having a conversation with, there's going, it might only be just one year. It, but I see in, I see in Jordan Wheel the possibility of a of a William of a William Carlson last season type of career year at some point when things just break right for him and he puts it all together, even if it's just for one year. But he's not going to get that opportunity to be a night in and night out contributor, be a be a be a constant in a lineup, if he can't cut out the penalties. It's becoming an issue. You know, I I, I tried to. You know, the one night where he had three, there was that one shitty call on the dive, and then the next night he had the one, and it was just, all right, four and two nights, but it's really three and one, and the one was a bad call. And But now it's just getting out of hand. He needs to clean it up because if that's – if 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 the coach wants dependability and the coach wants consistency, taking penalties like that late in games ain't the way. It, it, it just isn't – as the kids say on the line, this ain't it, Chief. Um. Should have kept together the power play one that actually scored, even though power play two was scary bad. Yeah, that was another issue. That power play two needed some tweaking. Uh, you really couldn't trust them out there, so they went back to what what has worked for them in the past. I like switching it up. Uh, I, I probably would have stuck with that at least for a little longer. Um, you know that first unit that they they used tonight with Nolan Patrick because I just think Patrick uh, being able to they they started cycling him and Giroux. Uh, from Patrick took over on the half boards for a minute and Drew was behind the net and they switched spots a couple times. I really like that dynamic. I think it gives you a lot of options and Travis Konechny, uh on the other side, just a little bit more willing to shoot, uh, having a, a righty shot over there gives it a different look. Again, I like being able to switch it up, but yeah, I, I probably would have stuck with it a little longer, especially after they scored the first goal, but power play two was so bad. I, I guess you just didn't have confidence in them to go out there. Wheel penalty was bad, but the way they leave guys alone in front on the PK is unbelievable. Uh, I I have no words. I, I mean, I what they did on that game tying goal. Thank God, I didn't, that's not my point tonight. Like, thank God that wasn't the deciding play of the game, and they actually came out and Limblom passed from behind the net. Look at that! Oh my God, a goal! Yeah, woohoo! Uh, I, I love it. I just love it so much because it's just the simplest freaking thing. It's the simplest idea. How do you score? Get the goalie moving. Get him looking over his shoulder. Get him not sure where the puck's... If everything's in front of him, how much easier is it to do anything when you're looking at it? <laughs> like, think about when you're driving, right? When, uh, say, if you're from Jersey, you make the drive a lot to Philly, like South Jersey, me, I take 55 to 42 uh, and then 42 to the, to the bridge. Think about the toughest thing there is there. When you're making, when you come off the 42 overpass and you're merging onto 42, your blind spot is so huge to shit behind you and peripherally. Like, it's hard. Like, it can be hard not to get in an accident there sometimes. I never have. I'm just saying I've seen a bunch of them. Like, that's what behind the net play is. It's a blind spot for the goalie. He has to turn and look, and now suddenly he can't anticipate 
You, you saw so many plays tonight where Ryan Miller, the Flyers had a chance, but Miller anticipated where the puck was going to go and made the stop on, you know, a, a decent enough stop, but he it's because he just tracked the puck because it was right in front of him. When you have to look here, and then maybe they're swinging it out the other way, maybe it's coming out into the slot, it's just so much harder for the goalie to be able to track the puck. I don't understand why it's not the basis for this offense. Especially with distributors like Giroux and Konechny and freaking Voracek and Patrick, like Wheel, they have guys who could do it. And not to mention guys who win battles like Limblom and, and Simmons. Like they have the personnel to run the offense I'm talking about. I, I'm going on tangents here and not like looking at the comments. I'm sorry. Um, I'm excited. I, I love Flyers After Dark. I love everyone being on. Uh, my schedule, because I'm a night person, this is when I typically like to watch hockey, and it's usually not the Flyers, so when I get a chance to do this, I'm pretty excited about it. Going to be tough to evaluate the Flyers next game with another another struggling team uh, in the Kings. Fingers crossed. It's a turning point, though. Hey, man, it doesn't matter. That's the... I think I Steph loves when I make uh, comparisons to other sports because she just doesn't think they apply. Um I looked at what the Eagles did last year, uh, and I don't think this team's winning the Stanley Cup. That That's not what I'm about to get to here. But I look at what the Eagles did last year. When the Eagles were really firing, it didn't matter. Yeah, they ran it up on bad teams and good teams. They found a way to win. Um, but really what I took away from what they did, especially offensively, was it didn't matter what the defense was doing. It didn't matter how good a defense was against them. It was just about them executing. They knew if they executed – uh, they would win. And I need the Flyers to start doing that. And maybe this is good for them. Maybe they can get on a little run against some defenses that aren't executing and they'll be able to do it. And then that'll give them confidence. Because you saw, like, Provorov looked like a different guy tonight after he scored that goal. They made note of it on the broadcast, but he made some plays tonight. He looked like last year's Provorov, which is, oh, that just gives me all the feels because we need Provorov, man. Provorov has to be a number one defenseman. That's what this team is built to do. Um, this team, certain things have to be true for this team to be good. And one of those things is Provorov as a number one defenseman. So hopefully he's starting to turn the corner. Sean Couturier tonight, you, you saw what he was doing out there um, after after he got the goal. couple shaky defensive plays for Couturier, but I enjoyed his. I liked what he was doing on offense, and I liked that he kept shooting. Uh, I, I want to see that. I want to see him pumping four or five pucks towards the net every single game. TK getting under Getzlaff's skin was a mood. Yeah, and that's the best version of Travis Konechny. I want Travis Konechny to look electric and do, do make all the skilled plays, but he's got he's got a lot of pest in him, and that's the best version of Travis Konechny is when he's uh, he gets engaged that way. I think he's just a different player when he's when he's talking shit, when he's physically engaged. He's he's a little guy, but he's not afraid to play physical, um, mixing it up, stirring the pot. All those cliches. He, he, he's got a little bit of that Brad Marchand in him. Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand in him. And uh, I, 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 you need that. I think he brings an element when he's going that's uh, necessary, and that's the best version of Travis Connecting. When is Hack's contract up? Uh, I've heard it's either a five- or six-year contract. I don't actually have it concrete. Um, I know he wasn't willing to leave North Dakota without a big commitment. That was a thing for him. He didn't want um, – he, 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 you know, he didn't want to be one of these one and done coaches and then be look, you know, 
what's he going to do? Go back to North Dakota and have one of his buddies like fired so he can get his old job back. So he's going to have to go back to some other school, start all over again. He didn't want that. I know he wanted a long-term commitment and uh, Hextall gave it to him. It was either five or six, I think I've heard. Uh, and this is year four. So it's up maybe a year. One thing I've noticed, I think Haig could end up picking his shots better. I don't think he walks in from the blue line as much as he can before getting a shot off. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of room for the defenseman to uh, for the defenseman to walk in. Um, I think Haig's just starting to really get his confidence with the puck. I think he could definitely um, he could. I mean, especially with how we depend on you know our defensemen to generate offense. Uh, I think there's more room for plays to be made. You know, a lot of times, like, Radko Gudis has a guy on him, just gets a stick on it and throws it towards the net. That's That happens. But, yeah, um, I, I think they could all um, probably stand to walk the puck in, choose their spots better, not have the initial shot blocked. Uh, yeah, Haig hey, definitely, but all of them. The Patrick line, that Patrick line is so good. It's starting to show the signs of what we saw from it last year, and it's, you know, a line that can be good on the forecheck, a line of three guys who can handle the puck, uh, three guys who can, who are, uh, I talk about Voracek all the time. Like, he doesn't go to the net a lot, but he can. And he's bigger than you think, and he's good at possessing the puck. I just think that line has a ton of potential. Um, and if Lindblom keeps making plays like he, he did tonight, um, that's great. It's, it's awesome when they generate chances, but that line is being, they need to produce, you know, and they did, you know, they got that huge goal tonight. I hope that's a catalyst for them to, to be, you know, go be the first line, you know, go beat out that first line for the most ice time. If you can, it would have been nice to see Goldborn play. Ah, you're preaching to the choir, but um, yeah, they're eight. And, somebody just tweeted me. They're eight and three when he's on the roster. He doesn't even have to play, you know, he just needs to be there, and they know what's up. Uh, I, I love Tyrell. I hope he gets a shot. Um, would love to see a guy like him etch a little, you know, etch a little niche out for him in this league, uh, be an energy guy, bring a little toughness, a little grit. But I liked what I saw at Albay Q Bell tonight. Uh, decent skill, plays with energy, not afraid to take the body. Want to see more out of him, hoping, hoping he sticks around, gets another shot. Albay Q Bell played very well tonight. I thought so. Uh, how much? Let's see. What like? How much ice time did he get? Uh, I mean, he only played five forty four tonight, and yeah, five forty four came in at the end of a power play. Only nineteen seconds left. So he, yeah, he he got under six minutes tonight, which is, you know, I get it. Um, wow, how does line mates do? Well, Laterra played yeah two minutes shorthanded, but Laterra got. Let's see. 10:21, and where are you, Lawton? 11:56. But both of those guys, Lawton played almost four minutes on the penalty kill. Uh, Laterra, yeah, two minutes on the PK. So a little boost there. Um, NAK didn't get any. Uh, that fourth line got a shift uh, by themselves. It looks like with 19 seconds left on a power play. So yeah, they're easing him in, and that, that's that's fine. Um, you know, first career game in, in the NHL. He's, um, you know. Not exactly a top prospect, but I, I'm expecting good stuff out of him. I think he can be a contributor. I think he's good at enough things uh, that he could definitely be a, a nice player for this team. Build on it. You know, you got your almost six minutes tonight. Let's see you earn 10 on Thursday. You know, just 
make the coach keep you out there. That's what a lot of these young guys have to do. Um, listen, I get as frustrated with Hackstall as anybody. You hear me all the time. I ran about Hackstall any chance I get. I get bored with myself ranting about him. Like after last week's show, I didn't even know what the hell to say this week um, on on the you know our Monday show, Broad Street Hockey. I I, I want to rant about the coach more, but I, I get bored of it myself. Um, I want these players to take the reins and force the coach to play them. And I'm thinking um, maybe Nicholas Albe Cubell can do that. Hate Joseph Blandizi. That's why he's out there. Let's see if they can spread some more jam for the next game. Yeah, I thought they had, a, especially in the first period, I thought it tailed off a little. But um, with Christian Folan in the lineup, with Albay Cubell in the lineup, with Dale Weiss in the lineup, I think they can play a little bit heavier game. And they started out doing that pretty well tonight. I wanted to talk about Dale Weiss. Um, listen. I say all the time, I have a personal problem with Dale at this point, uh, with that four-year contract and the way he spells his last name. I just have an issue with him. But he hasn't been bad this year, and I kind of liked what I saw out of that third line. I thought he was contributing on the four-check, thought he uh, loosened up a, a couple pucks behind the net, created some chances that way. So all the power to him. If he can be the good third-liner, um, you know, the good third liner that Ron Hextall thought he was signing. If he can be rugged Dale Weiss that Doc Emmerich keeps saying he is, uh, maybe it, it's, it's three seasons in the making, but it'll finally pan out for Dale here. That'd be great. Provorov's best game this season. Hopefully this will be his turnaround game. Yeah, pff, nothing would make me happier, man, except the goalie fight. Nothing makes me happier than goalie fights. Uh, Bill, does Hack take Albay Cubell out and put Goldborn in for the L.A. game? I can't see him. I, I always say I don't think he's going to make changes after a win, and he does. I say I think he's going to make changes after a loss, and he doesn't. I, 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 I'm, I'm done trying to predict what this dude's going to do, but if it were me, um, maybe I uh, – Jordan Wheel, outside of that penalty, played such a good game. I don't really know what kind of lineup changes they could make. I mean, I would love to see a Lawton-Albay-Cubell uh, um, Goldborn fourth line. I would like that a lot, but they like they like Laterra. Um, listen, he's not playing bad this year. Took that penalty tonight, which I wasn't too happy with. But overall, <sighs> Laterra's in the lineup, so I don't really – I don't know what kind of lineup change. I, I don't see it. Wait, did we win tonight? Yes, we did, Necky. They came back, uh, I think, 21 seconds after they gave up the game tire and won. Provorov was definitely noticeable tonight. Step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, that's I, – like I said, I want this team to be better. I really thought they had a chance to challenge for the division this year, and maybe they will go on a run from here on out that is historic, and I love them, and things are great. But I'm so – like this game by game, okay, nice effort. Like, I'm tired of saying nice effort. I want them to just be good. Uh, and I realize that's not where we are right now, so I'm just going to enjoy the good efforts as we get them. And if December comes around and I'm looking at a team that I'm actually not angry at, that'll be cool too. Liking TK taking gets left completely out of the game. That's what they're for, man. That's what they're for. Yeah, let's give him 30 feet of space. Great PK coaching. Yeah, that game-tying goal. Dude, Jeff, I don't know what that was. I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if Lawton just is staring into space there. He saw something shiny in the in the stands. I don't know what the hell happened. 
Uh, maybe someone else was supposed to pick up the assignment, but I'm just seeing nothing but I'm just seeing nothing but open ice in front of him, and he just walks it in and shoots. I, I've never seen. I, I've just. I don't know if I've ever seen a less contested goal than that, like other than, you know, penalty shots and shit. If they lose that game, does Hack play Goldborn over Wheel in L.A.? Yeah, I could absolutely see that. Um, yeah, we probably see Lawton jump up to 3C with Weiss and Simmons. Um, and we see Laterra. Jesus, Laterra, Goldborn, Albay, Cubell in, in L.A. Um, I mean, I do love chaos, so that would be fun for me, just as someone who gets to come in here and talk to people who would be freaking out about it. But as a you know fan of the team, because uh, I am actually that too, uh, it would it would bum me out. And I love Tyrell Goldborn. I want Tyrell Goldborn to succeed and be a good player. If he could be Zach Ronaldo without the suspensions. I would love that. And that's, I think I talked about this on Monday's show. If you have a good enough, uh, you know, top three lines and you have a good fourth center, um, you know, a, a fourth line, two guys, like I believe, um, you know, a lot and an all, and an all Bay Q bell could be. If you have a guy like Goldborn just loosening things up for you, uh, you, you can afford it. Like there's a reason Nashville can afford to dress Zach Ronaldo. It's because they're good everywhere else. They can have a guy who just does shit like that. Um, if if Goldborn could be Ronaldo without some of the without just being stupid sometimes, without just losing his 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 mind and you know blacking out and fighting a referee or whatever, <laughs> like that, I, I'd be I'd be so cool with that. Uh, obviously. In the grand scheme of things, as as more and more prospects come up, I expect just better players to take to take roster spots. But for right now, I wouldn't hate it. Just played a slower team about it, and it's more the system that slows this team down and have a good amount of speed and don't use it. It's de I mean, the Ducks are definitely um. Uh, they got some puck movers and stuff. Uh, the Ducks are a weird team, man. I don't know why they're so bad. Like, they should be a lot. Uh, they have a good record. or Well, they did. You know, they're... What is it now? I'm probably going to lose the comments again using the freaking browser while I'm here, but... Uh, the Ducks had a decent enough record. Now, where are they now? Where are you? Yeah, I mean, they have 12 points, which in the Pacific, they're two behind third place. And second place, San Jose is 14, Calgary is 15. So they're like a game and a half out of first in the Pacific. Um, you know, I, I don't know why they're so bad visually. Like I said, they get outshot by like 14 shots every night. That's like, this is a league of parity, as I was complaining about with the Flyers and their constant, you know, love of getting blown out. Um <laughs> this is a league of parity. You're not supposed to get outshot by like double digits every night like the Ducks are. Um, I don't know why. They, they have enough good players on that roster. I was watching Ricard Raquel. That kid is – I would – I like Ricard Raquel. He is fun to watch. He is a creative guy. He's a, he's a good player. They have a lot of good players on that team. I don't know why they're so bad. But you know what? They are. And I don't know why the Flyers started the season so bad either other than the obvious, the coach. Uh, but – 
Yeah, maybe that's the problem in Anaheim too. Do you think Hack had the guys play lower in the zone tonight? Uh, their shots seem to be coming. Uh, God damn it. I hate when this happens. Yeah, uh, do I think it was the strategy tonight? That's I'm hoping it's not a one-night aberration because the Ducks give up so much defensively. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping this was a conscious effort by the coaching staff, you know, instructing the players to get to those areas that goals are scored from. And, and like, that's how I describe it. Go to areas where goals are actually scored. Like, yes, it's nice that we have Provorov and Sanheim and Ghost and we can bomb away from the point. It's a nice weapon to have, but the forward's job is to score. Let them let them dictate the offense, you know, put it in their hands. Let them make plays. We have some skilled guys. We have some creative guys. Let them do it. Uh, and I, you know, I hope it wasn't just a one night thing because the ducks suck defensively. Uh, they give up so many shots, give up so many high quality chances. Um, I hope it wasn't just that the ducks were giving it to them tonight. I hope that it's a conscious effort by this team to say, we should be better offensively than this based on our personnel, based on our skills. Uh, this is what we need to be doing to score. And they created a ton of chances tonight. They could have had a, a bunch of goals. I know what it could have, should have. But repeat that process, and you will be a consistent offensive team. I guarantee it. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. Um, Provorov is going to be on the cup contending team. I hope so, man. I, I, I really hope so. Why did every coach seem to change things up tonight except Lappy? Who, who knows, man? Who knows? Coots made a shot on goal between the legs. He did. He switched up the angle. He made that play. Uh, we need Couturier to just fire away, man. Be that confident guy. Uh, again, I he made a couple of plays defensively tonight that I was like, eh. and that's I, I won't say a pattern, but I, maybe I'm just noticing it more because I just I I, I don't know, but. I, I I want confident Couturier. Let's just say that. Um, he needs to make, you know, he, he needs to be just as good as he is defensively. And I think he usually is. I think he started this season a little slow, but the whole goddamn team has. So uh, I, I really hope that as much as we complain about the bottom of the roster guys and, oh, what are the, what's this guy doing there? What's that? Like, the best players have to be the best players. That's That's all there is to it. When when you have a top six, top nine like the Flyers, it can't come down to oh well our fourth line. What are, what are they doing? Like nah, man. <laughs> Jig Voracek's on our second line. That's that's a that's a that's a great luxury. You know we have a second overall pick playing on the second line. We have you know Wayne Simmons, a, a borderline thirty goal scorer. And granted, it's all in the power play, but he's a good hockey player playing on the third line. Like need to need to do more than they do. Is Gudis out of the doghouse? What did Gudis do tonight? Let's check that TOI. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, he played three minutes on uh, on shorthanded so, uh, in, uh, on the penalty kill. Uh, but he had 18.53 tonight, which in total was, let's see, Provorov, 26.55. I mean, four, yeah, four minutes of special teams time, but still almost 27 minutes here. Um who was right behind him? Let's see. Hey, 2003, but a lot of that penalty kill. And then Gudis was the third most used defenseman tonight, 1853, right ahead of Ghost. So, yeah, I think Ghost is uh, 
Or I think Gudis is definitely earning. I think Gudis has earned his ice time. He had a there was a pass tonight where he still can't pass. That's it's 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 a real issue that he can't make simple passes. And it was a long pass, but it was he's he's on the blue line and he's got uh, Couturier wide open on the far side, uh, skating up towards uh, center ice, and misses him by a mile. And it's just a giveaway, and it goes the other way. Like it's it's he's he's such a bad passer, but he does other shit well, and he's he's really. Um, He's dug himself out of my doghouse, you know, uh, because the second half of last season, and I'm a I'm a Radko Gudis fan. Second half of last season, I was like, oh man, he he he's been <laughs> he's been possessed by a demon who sucks at hockey. Like that's what he looked like in the second half of last year, and it seems as if he's been exercised. So that's nice. Hey, everyone, isn't it nice to be completely miserable? It is, Kyle. It certainly is. BSH Radio, and then a bunch of emojis that are positive. Thank you, Zach. Uh, thoughts on Q-Bell tonight? Um, liked him. Like what I saw? Go out and earn some more ice time, kid. I hope I hope the coach sticks with him. Uh, I, I don't think he gave them any reason not to tonight. Um, like I said, he played under six minutes. What was it? It was, uh, where are you, kid? 544. So... They they sheltered him. They protected him. They didn't want to give him too much ice time. And it was a one-goal game for most of the game, so I get it. Uh, but uh, I think he definitely I think he definitely has a place here. I think he could be perfect in the role he's in, honestly. I think he could be a really good fourth-line player. Um, a, I heard someone else make this comparison, and I don't know who it was, so I'm sorry who I'm plagiarizing, but I think he could be a raffle with a bit more offensive push, you know, just a little, just a, just a tad more offense. And that's not to knock raffle. You know, you know, I'm a, I'm a raffle defender through and through. He is, he could play on my fourth line any day of the week, any team I was running, I would want Michael raffle on my fourth line. Um, but I think all Bay bell can be, can be that kind of guy uh, and just bring you like, he's a little bit, like he's a little more physical He's uh, got a little bit better vision and creativity, I would say. So if he can, if he can fill that role, outstanding. Biggest thing for me tonight: the kids. Uh, the kids won the game. The kids were clutch. It's a step forward. That's a great point, Dave. Um, that is that is very true. Is we've been waiting for someone to step up, and yeah, you know, uh, Drew and Couturier come through on the uh, on the power play goal. Um, Drew, you know, gets the puck through and it hits Provorov on the other goal, but. It's Lindblom and Patrick who who really step up and uh, who really step up and you know get the get the game winner and yeah I I, I I pretty much liked all the all of what I saw out of the young guys tonight. Thought Sandheim had one giveaway I didn't like, but other than that, Sandheim's been pretty solid. Um, you know, this integration of the of the young players and the building of their confidence is taking a little more time than we'd like, but. I'm really hoping this is like just get it going and get those guys going. How awesome would it be if Nolan Patrick is really, really good and Oscar Lindblom is like a 40, 45 point player and like, oh my God, that would make things so much easier. Elliot made some saves I would have lost money on. That's nice to have. Yeah, and they took advantage. Like when Elliot gives you his A game, you need to win because listen, we all know what Elliot is at this point. He's a I don't even average. I guess he's an average goalie who gives you some decent nights and some really bad ones. You need to come up uh, and get the points when when he gives you a chance to win. 
So I've got to ask, was there any reason why Lindblom took so long to be up with the Flyers? I mean, you know, he came over to North America last year and um, was up by when? I mean, he was a fifth-round pick who really had the um, – I won't say he was a Matthew Strom skater because Strom is uh, – when did he make his debut last year, Lindblom? It was after December, right? It was into the new year. Where are you, game logs? Last year, 2017-18. Uh, yeah, 220 is when he came up last year. Um, I won't say he was a, a Matthew Strom skater, because Strom just mechanically looks a mess. Um, Limblom was just kind of slow afoot, and really just had to work on those, had to work on that power skating to, you know, be able to play at this level and he like he was a fifth round pick you know uh a lot of skill a lot of potential um but most fifth round picks don't make it to the nhl at all i would guess um i think it was a good you know he, he came over to north america last year could have made the team out of camp they chose to send him down he had a slow start uh in the ahl eventually got it together ends up in the ahl all-star game and then he's you know he's up with a big club by February and playing for them in at least some of the playoff games. So it's just uh, guys take a while. Um, and he needs to be more consistent. Uh, I know we, the coaches say that and we get frustrated. It's like, well, give them a chance to be consistent, play them consistently. And maybe my hat just keeps turning. Um, there we go. Give them a chance to play consistently and maybe they'll be consistent, but we just know young guys have to take it. It's, it they're, they're not going to be, they're not judged on the same, you know, it's not the same, it's not the same standard as the veterans and that can frustrate the shit out of us. And we can come here and complain to each other about it. But at the end of the day, that's just the case. So he just needs to, to steal the job. Uh, and he has, that's, he's been really good and it's, it's good to see him start producing. The Flyers should keep seeing backup goalies for a few weeks at least, get it done. I mean, uh, it can't just be about because uh, it, it can't just be about scoring on backups. And Ryan Miller, as far as backups are concerned, is a damn good backup. Um, he made some great saves tonight. I think you know Flyers had a ton of opportunities, and this game could have been over after forty minutes, and he, he Miller kept a minute, but. Uh, they just need to take better advantage. They need to bury goals. That's that's all. That's all I can ask of this team at this point. And I believe if they continue to run their offense, said it a million times already tonight. They continue to run their offense the way they did tonight. That'll happen. Uh, he's always trying to change up the lineups after wins. Hack is hasn't hasn't worked. He's always trying to change up the lineup after wins, hasn't worked. Uh, it, it's hard. To, I can't predict what the dude's gonna do. I hope he keeps this lineup together. Uh, that's that's all I can ask. We do need a goalie fight. Robin Lehner was available this off season. Man, I love goalie fights. Pfft. Neil Little, all time favorite goalie. Rhino was good in his prime. <laughs> when do you think his prime was? Sacronaldo is like, like twenty eight. Twenty eight. Like his prime was his the whole time he was here. Will the Flyers have a fight this year? I have like they have fucking Wayne Simmons. You would think they would have a fight at some point. 
Um, listen, this is a this is a Frank Bialos bobblehead behind me. I the fights are. I don't want to say the fights are the main thing that drew me to hockey as a kid, but yes, they were. Yeah, yes, I do want to say that. That's one hundred percent true. Um, that was just what I was into, man. Uh, I love that kind of hockey, but it's a dying thing. I I realize, like, all right, let's go to who leads the league in fights right now. You know. Go check hockeyfights.com for the stats. Uh, Zach Bogosian, the NHL player, uh, fighting major league leader. Uh, let's see. Zach Bogosian and Kyle Clifford each have three. Brad Marchand, Scott Mayfield, Cody McLeod, two. Everyone else in the league has one or fewer. Uh, let's see. Team fighting major league. Team fighting major leaders. Bruins, five. Rangers, five. Let's see the full team list. How many teams have zero? Oh, wow. Flyers are the only team with zero? Leafs? Oh, no. There's the... Okay, so the teams with zero just aren't listed here. Um, so 24, 25... So the Flames, Hurricanes, Panthers, Penguins, and Leafs all have one. So... 29, 30. Three teams have zero, and that includes the Flyers. I hate having to do math in front of you people because you all realize how dumb I am. <laughs> Ducks are also a young squad. They are. Um, but, yeah, they are. They're further in development than we are. Um, they, yeah, uh, they, they hit on some guys. And, uh, you know, the Ducks are playing like shit right now. The Ducks look absolutely like trash. Granted, they have a ton of injuries. Uh, they're, they're, I think they have three rookie defensemen playing. Uh, they have like eight regulars injured or something like that. So, listen, I get it. The, the Flyers need to come in and win tonight, and they, they escaped with one uh, after, I thought, playing one of their – for 60 minutes, was it their best game? No, because they went through long stretches where they were just giving up way too much to a team that doesn't generate offense, um, you know. But, like I say, no one ever dominates 60 minutes. And if you just win your battles, win a majority of your battles, and you'll win the game. And I thought the Flyers did that tonight. And they had a chance to really uh, they had a chance to really do a lot more. So, why are the Ducks bad? Randy Carlisle. Yeah, that was my first thought. Love that crunching hit by NAK. I like seeing guys throw the body, and I really hope that uh, – that's the one thing I like about Christian Folan. Christian Folan is a average NHL defenseman, I would say. He gives you some decent enough games, and he gives you some games where you go, oh, wow. You know, that first game he played this year, he looked like Johnny freaking Oduya. Uh, but he's also given you some some physical spark at times, and I like that. And I think, uh, you know, as we know, Robert Haig, league leader in hits, and they have Radko Gudis, who isn't quite the uh, – isn't quite the headhunter he used to be, but I thought he had some nice, clean body checks separating guys from pucks tonight. And like I said, Dale Weiss getting in on the four check. They have NAK in there now. Um, I'd like to see this team be a little more physical, and I think they came out and did that. It, it looked like a purposeful effort to come out and be physical uh, early in tonight's game, and I'd really like to see that continue. Watch the Ducks-Sharks game on Monday. It was a good game. There have been more ex- uh, they have been more exciting than the Flyers this season. Not saying they are better, but the Flyers have been so boring. Uh, yeah, definitely. And listen, the the Ducks, like I said, they average like under 25 shots a game. 
Um, but they, the game is wide open. And when you're playing the Sharks, who are activating the D and trying to push the game, you're going to get a wide open game. And that's just more entertaining style of hockey. But uh, like, I don't want to be the Ducks and give up close to 40 shots a game and average you know, less than 25. You can't win that way. You just won't. Uh, no matter how good your high danger chances are, you just won't score enough to win. And the Ducks, you know, that's what's a six game, uh, six game winless streak for them. So Ducks defense is four a max. They give up so much high danger area space. Drew was skating around in their zone like a figure skater at the link. Yeah, that they they made note of that on the broadcast on the um, on the uh, power play goal where he set up Couturier with that really nice redirect. Um, that was pretty, pretty play, but I've always been baffled by, um, penalty kills that give Giroux time and space. Like, I always think about what the Rangers did in, um, the hell year was it? 2014 in the playoffs where they just pestered the shit out of Giroux on every power play. And our power play was incredibly ineffective because of it. Uh, I, I think the same thing about the, about the Capitals, um, if I'm if I'm a penalty kill coach, I'm playing I'm playing four on three, and I'm just sending you know my version of Chris Tarian out there to literally just stand in front of Alex Ovechkin. That's all. I don't care. Just you stand in front of him. We're gonna play four on three over here. That's it. <laughs> We're gonna take our chances with everything else. I'm not gonna let the one thing I know will beat me beat me. And that's I can't believe anyone gives Drew time and space like that. Like. He's one of the best power play distributors I've ever seen. It's a it's an it's a deadly skill of his. His ability to find seams on the power play, um, see two or three passes ahead of um, see two or three passes ahead like he's playing chess out there, uh, leaving him with the amount of time and space he had on that goal was absolutely freaking silly. And then the Flyers, of course, did it on the game tying goal, uh, allowing you know a guy to just walk in and and, and shoot from wherever he wanted. Ducks were a dangerous team at one point. Um, yeah, no, uh, the Ducks are good. It's always sunny in Anaheim, certainly. I don't know. Anaheim seems like a... I wouldn't want to live in Anaheim. I, I don't know, man. I'd rather be in L.A. Like, just... I want to be closer to the grime. Anaheim just seems like a pretentious suburb of a, a, a of a town that hates it as I claim Philly living in South Jersey. NAK looking like he belongs. Yeah, I mean, Nikki says he does, and I agree. Gudis did well. Fully agree. Really liked it. Uh, whenever Gudis has st statistical zeros, I'm happy. He's been solid this year. Yeah, man. It's zeros across the board. It's like, um, who said it? Randy Wolf. They're asking Randy Wolf about pitching once. Or about hitting, because Randy Wolf was a pretty decent, uh, was a pretty decent, decent hitting pitcher, and they asked him about that, and he said, "Yeah, but you know what's really great as a pitcher? O for four, because that means you pitched well enough to get four at bats." Haven't heard much about Elliot tonight. Thought he came through with some big saves at key moments, uh, which hasn't happened a lot this year. No, I liked Elliot a lot. Um, it hasn't happened a lot this year. I think there are so many problems with this team uh, in the last week or two that it really hasn't mattered who was in net, uh, but I haven't been happy overall with Elliott's play. Um, tonight, he was he was good. He gave you 
you know, what Brian Elliott can give you. Uh, when he gives you his A game, you have to win. And they almost, you know, didn't, but they pulled it out, uh, and Elliott was a big part of that. So, and, you know, while Elliott was a big part of it, let's, again, the Devils average, or the Devils, the, have I called them the Devils a bunch of times tonight? The Ducks average, like, 24, 25 shots a game, I think. Might be less than that. Um, I have it somewhere. Let's see if I can find it quickly. Where are you at? Yeah. Last in shots, four with an average of 23.9. So they average 24 uh, shots a game. They, they got 25 tonight. So it's not like Brian Elliott was super busy, but he's not supposed to be on a night like tonight. Uh, he makes 23 to 25 stops, 920 save percentage. That is all you can ask of the 33-year-old vet. You know, Brian Elliott's not going to be great every night. When he gives you a chance, you have to win, and they did. So I was really happy with what I saw out of Elliott tonight. 50% of the goals were his fault. I mean, the first goal, um, Sean Couturier totally whiffed and allowed an easy entry. He just... Lou Brown would call that Olay bullshit. Um, was bad. And then Christian Folan didn't react. And then, who was it? Aberg on the first goal? Yeah, Pontus Aberg kind of just sniped it. And, oh, he had both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second one, I mean, they they let him walk in and do whatever he wanted. Like, it was an uncontested play. It might as well have been a, a penalty shot. Dang, you guys are up late. I'm kicking back in Vancouver. This is my normal schedule, man. Like, I'm I'm happy other people are up with me for once because I'm usually just hanging out by myself. A Flyers win was the next best thing to happen today besides the birds getting Tate. Ah, I like Golden Tate. I just, yeah. Ah. It was nice. Nice little, nice little trade there. Yeah, I'll take a Nolan Patrick game winner over that. Why can't excuse me? Why can't our power play take a page from Gordon's in the AHL, which has ten plus variations for the power play breakout? Yeah, I, I think uh, especially um, on like the first two power plays, the first power play especially uh, when they had the two separate groups uh, and they played them both, and they actually started with the second group. Um, they they started with the the Voracek Simmons wheel uh, that that grouping. And I, I think I saw a little bit of a different neutral zone strategy. I thought just some different things you don't normally see, like like multiple passes, not just the not just the slingshot pass, but like a cross ice and then a back cross. Just a just another way of stretching out the defense, another way to create time and space. I hope that continues as well. Uh, just different looks, being less predictable. Uh, it's something that they absolutely need to do more, Heather. Um, I think you're right there, but I think I started to see signs of that, especially early tonight when they had the two the two different groups in. Can't wait for the L.A. game. Me neither, man. I I just like games at Staples Center. I think they're cool. Fallen and Latera on the ice close out the game even when they win you can't defend how hack uses guys in every situation he uh no i mean you can't ever defend hacks player usage it's usually um 
questionable. But those are just he trusts his uh, steady veterans. He, that's those are the guys he trusts. We also had we've also had Voracek out at the end of games a lot more than I think they used to, which I like because I, I've always it's always I don't know I've always just thought he had the potential to be a better like three zone player than he is because he's so good in the neutral zone and he's excellent in the he can be excellent in the offensive zone. Um, I just um baffled by him sometimes, but uh, I've always thought he can be a better defensive player, and I think he has been this season. They're using him in that way. Elliot raises my blood pressure. Like, look, he's not a like he's not a true number one goaltender. He's he's in there because they don't have a better option right now. Um, that's it. When he plays well, you gotta win because it's not every night. Elliot was actually good tonight and gave us a chance to win, and that's a goalie's number one job is to keep your is to give your team a chance to win. Um, that's that's what it's about. Goalies will tell you the most important stat that they have is the W, and we can debate that from an analytical standpoint, but what matters? Winning. Uh, so if he gives you a chance to win, that's all you can ask for, and he did tonight. Flyers lose games late in the game last year with man dog on the ice. Crazy. Yeah, it's a new year, man. He's gone. Got to get over it. What did you think of Giroux tonight? I thought he was Giroux, you know? Made, made plays happen. Um, I hope they let him be as... I hope they continue. I hope the whole team continues. I've dropped my fidget spinner. I have it back now. Uh, I hope the whole team continues to be more um, more offensively creative as they were tonight and try to make plays like that. Uh, you know, two assists. Um, well, it was 20-45. Not great in the face-off circle, but, you know, face-offs or whatever sometimes. Um, I thought Drew was fine tonight. I feel like every game I'm waiting for the wheels to fall off. Well, absolutely. That's what it that's what an inconsistent, frustrating, underachieving team will do to you. Uh absolutely when when they took that late penalty, I would say 100% of Flyers fans thought, "Oh great, tie game." And what happened? It was. Uh but to their credit, something they don't always do, and we we the coach has even talked about it, the the leaders have talked about it, everyone's mentioned it this year. When one thing goes wrong, this team really deflates, and we see it all the time how they'll have a couple good shifts in a row, but just one bad thing will happen. It's not even like they make a mistake. It's just like a puck bounces, and the other team scores on a 2-on-1, and the whole team just sags, and because they can't just you know have that short memory and rebound right away, one bad thing turns into two because eight seconds later they give up a goal off the faceoff. Um to the Flyers' credit tonight, that's not what happened. They give up the tying goal, and they come right down and get the lead back. Uh, that's not something we've seen a ton out of them. Hopefully, they're starting to – I really just hope this is a confidence boost for them. I really just hope this is, okay, this was the strategy we used, and it worked, so let's keep doing it. This is the attitude we had to start the game. This is how we generated our offense. I hope every little thing that they did right tonight they they realize is the is the formula for winning. Again, plenty of things went wrong. Can't take that penalty late. Can't leave guys that wide open on the on the especially in the penalty kill. They plenty of things. Can't maybe have as many turnovers, especially at you know at the offensive blue line like they have the failed clears, things like that that have just plagued this team all year. But um, the things they did right tonight 
are the things I've been begging to see from them. And I want to, you know, we need to build on that. My theory on Lappy is that he's only here to take the fall for Hack if they miss the playoffs this year. I mean, Jesus, man. How hasn't he taken the fall for his own failure at this point? Like, I can't even... The the number of goals they give up on the penalty kill, it wouldn't even be taking the fall for Hack. Like, he is too... He is at least partially to blame if this team falters or fails at some point, you know? Like, it's not even a scapegoat. He is... He is part of the problem. <laughs> Elliot's save on Cam Fowler at the end of the second was huge. Yeah, absolutely. That was right when the uh, right before the penalty got called late in the period. Right? Um, did they end the second with a? Was that what it was? I think they ended the second taking the penalty. Yeah, nineteen fifty-eight. Latera slashing against Cam Fowler. Um, yeah, that was a that was a big momentum style save. That was that was good to see. So uh, it's the pronunciation. Jim Jackson said it again tonight. He was saying it during the preseason. I didn't believe this was the pronunciation until last year. I went back and watched the videos of um, of NAK in you know because he got suspended three times. So I went and watched the hits and stuff. And um, and the the AHL announcers were calling him uh, all Bay all Bay Q Bell and. Um, that's that's what Jim Jackson's saying. Jackson said he he asked again tonight because he asked him in the preseason, how do you pronounce your name? And then he asked again before the game tonight. And he was like, "All Bay Q Bell." So it's Q, not not Coo. I, I don't know. It's it's Q. It's it's what Jim Jackson says. So that's what it must be because he's freaking Jim Jackson. I am tired of Lappy. I don't get why he's still here. And I have given up trying to understand. It's it's completely. It, it's not your fault, Sam. Uh, it's uh, you're not the crazy one. I don't understand it either. I, I, I have no explanation for it. I'd rather have Miller than Elliot or Neuvert. I fully agree. I fully agree. I wanted. Uh, I was. I was a big proponent of bringing Ryan Miller in here before last season, but he wants to stay on the West Coast. I believe his his wife is 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 an actress or something out there. Um, she has some sort of career on the West Coast. He wants to stay out there. That's where he's comfortable. So he was never coming here. I would love Ryan Miller. I'm a, I'm a Ryan Miller fan. Goldborn will notch the first fight. Uh, he doesn't have a fight yet, does he? he? He's been up a couple times. But I don't think he's fought. I would love to see. He fought in the preseason, right? Um, I don't think he has a right. He didn't fight last year, which I was bummed about. Would be great if uh, would be great if Coots, Patrick Lindblom, TK, JVR when healthy, and Nylander, when we get him, take over and become our top six guys, and G and Jake age and become third line guys. I mean, that's we're not getting William Nylander. Um, Claude Giroux is probably never going to be a third line. I mean, I could see a day where he's the third guy on a top line, but I expect I. I've always expected Giroux to become a Marion Hosa late in his career. Like a, uh, like we can, we have other great players who can do other things, so we can use him like on the penalty kill, you know, regularly, not just to win faceoffs and stuff. And he can be out there with two young first line guys, like kind of like they do now. I mean, Couturier is only twenty five, and 
Konechny's, what, 21 or 22? Uh, like uh, Something like that. I, I see that. I, I don't see a, a scenario where Giroux is a third liner at some point. He's got too much skill. I just call him NAK. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing most of the time. Fighting doesn't matter anymore, in my opinion. I mean, there's a time and a place for it. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's not a big part of the game anymore at all. Hate agreeing with Tortorello, but the league needs more hate. I, I, I thought I had that exact same thought uh, when they said that tonight during the broadcast, Matthew, uh, that, you know, the league, as much as I love the high skill and all that, what's better than a playoff series game three, four, five, six, when the teams just fucking hate each other? Like, that's the best. That's intensity. That's hockey. A game played on raw emotion Two teams just going back and like, yeah, I fully agree with that. Ducks are playing about six rookies right now, but they still have good talent. No, yeah, it's listen. Flyers should have won tonight. They they did, but you know, give Ryan Miller credit and everything. But Flyers should have taken it to them a little better. And some of it is just you know they created a ton of opportunities and didn't cash in. But you know. Ducks are uh, ducks are wounded right now. Staged fights are a thing of the past. I will agree with no, yeah, that stuff. Listen, my favorite hockey player ever is Frank Bialos, but guys like that have no, they have no place in the game anymore. I, yes. What do the lines look like when JVR and Raffle come back? Well, I assume JVR is, um, you know, on on a third line uh, in, in that role and getting power play time, um, you know, with Wheel or Lawton, whoever's there, and I guess Wayne Simmons too. Um, maybe Raffle has to earn his way back in the lineup if if things keep going, if things keep going positively. Uh, I would, I would be very interested in seeing, you know, like a a Lawton Raffle all day Cubell kind of fourth line, something like that. But if things are going well, maybe Raffle has to earn his way back. You know, his contract's up at the end of this year. It's, I, I'm a big Michael Raffle fan. Do not get me wrong. I, I think he, he on a good team, he's an important piece uh, as a role player. But, uh, you know, maybe some guys take the job from him, you know? Wait a minute. You're from South Jersey? Yeah, man. I thought uh, longest time you were from PA. Nah, man. I'm born and bred Crescent Hollow. Uh, CHP for life. Uh, nah, man. I mean, I was I was I was born at, at Methodist at Broad and Wolf. If that helps you. Uh, like, uh, I I went to Temple. Lived in the city for like six years. Uh, lived at Drexel, then lived at Eleventh and Wallace. But now nah, I'm from South Jersey. Golden Tate doesn't have rosy cheeks. That's uh, Nolan Patrick, man. Uh, he's got a one thing Golden Tate has to have is more charisma than Nolan Patrick. Uh, I hope that dude. I hope that dude becomes a hell of a hockey player. I hope Nolan Patrick is a freaking Hall of Famer. But my God, is he boring? I miss having an on ice announcer. I, you know, I don't at all. <laughs> 
They did show a little variation in the power play. Hopefully it's a start to some less predictable entries. Would like more options like Gordon has, though. Yeah, I definitely I definitely want to see them expand on it. Uh, I, I think they could um, be more, just be more dangerous that way. And with the creative guys that they have and the way that I think that they can give you two different looks now with the uh, – like I said, I really like the, the Patrick Konechny combo with the top pair or with the top, you know, unit. And I like the option of being able to go back to Voracek and Simmons um, when need be, or just when you want to give them a different look. I think that's, I think that's cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is just the start. Hopefully this is just um, the beginning of them starting to really uncover what they're capable of doing creatively in that sense. Regardless of the win, which I'm happy about, I feel like OT would have been rough on us, and we would have taken the L, thank God, for Gritty Patrick. I mean, you know, I don't deal in hypotheticals. But let's see what the Ducks have done in overtime this year. Uh, where are you? Where are you, Ducks? I mean, they have two OT losses already. Um, so, and they're... One and one, and all right. So one of their OT losses is a shootout. So I mean, it's not like yeah, the Ducks are. It's not like they're a particularly fast team. Bill, did you read that Josh Hosang article? Sounds like he is getting buried. Should Hexy kick the tires on him? Still a fine prospect. I'm a big Hosang fan. Uh, loved him at the draft. He was one of my guys that year. Uh, yeah, if if you can get Josh Hosang, do it. Especially since you know they're not. They don't seem all that interested in playing him up there which isn't all that surprising given uh, who's in charge. Uh, at this point, the only thing I want is Lappy to get fired. If we could just stop a power play, it could change games for the better. Yeah, I mean, definitely. The, the, the penalty kill is a huge problem for this team. You know, it's, it's, they, they're terrible. They're terrible at killing penalties. It's not even like they're average. They're, they're okay. They're, sometimes they're good. No, they're terrible. Did they have a better road record last year than home? Uh, I don't remember, but let's take a look. Uh, home, 22-13-6. Away, 20-13-8. So, 22 is 44. Plus 6 is 60. Or 44 plus 6 is 50. At 20 times 2 is 40. It's 848. So they a uh, little bit better. It was pretty, pretty even. Uh, yeah, pretty even points percentage wise. 13, 13 regulation losses home and away last year for the Flyers. Uh, six in overtime at home, eight in overtime. So yeah, it was basically even home and away last year. We got the helmet tonight. That is all. Ah, he played a good game, man. You know, it's an unsung hero. That's good for him. When was the last time we were dead last in the penalty kill? I mean, they were third to last last year. I, I don't know when the last time they were dead last is, but they were... They're shitty, man. They can't kill a penalty.
Once we offer Weiss and Yuri Laterra for Nylander, Toronto will have a tough time finding a better deal. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure guys are at least calling Kyle Dubas, being like, hey, man, what's up? But uh, I, I don't think that's uh, – I think uh, William Nylander is going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. I, I fully believe that. The PK is up to 30th in the league. Improvement? Oh, wow. Is it, it's not dead last right now? Good for us. Good for us. 67.4%. Like, they don't kill 7 out of 10. That's incredible. Bill, these lines need to stick for more than a week. Chemistry leads to consistency. Fully agree. Want to see this? I want to see this thing uh, kept together. I, I fully agree with that. Do you see a scenario where the coaching staff gets the axe in season, or should we just buckle up for the remainder of the season? I was thinking maybe a few more bad home slash division losses. Again, outside, yeah, I, I you know, I, no, I, I really don't see the coach getting fired. Listen, I want it to. But they won tonight. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I don't think it happens. You feel like if this West Coast trip ended in three L's in a row, would Hack end up fired uh, within the next couple of days? I mean, I guess so. It's definitely uh, perhaps a possible. They stuck with the guy through a 10-game losing streak last year, man. Like, Year two, they don't make the playoffs. I have, tr I just don't. Hextall's plan has been about um, just finding stability more than anything in a in a in a franchise that that reacted to every, uh, you know, or just overcorrected everything, uh, you know, overreacted to everything. I feel like Hextall's plan, perhaps a bit of an overcorrection in terms of the conservative uh, approach, but I just think he, he, he wants to change the, you know, do something now flyers. Gudis is killing it. Gudis has been very good. Looks great. No bad penalties. Yeah. How many penalty minutes does Gudis have? I feel like it's not many, right? Uh, let's check her out. Game center. I closed out the freaking box, and I guess I should the box score, and I guess I shouldn't have. There's only a couple people still hanging out, so we can just do this. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, penalty, yeah, four penalty minutes. I mean, that's pretty pretty good for for old Radko there. Year two was such a bad team. Peb and Chris Vandevelde made me want to jump off a bridge. 81 straight for Chris Vandevelde. And the most insulting thing I thought was that they scratched him on the final day. Like, really, man? <laughs> like, after playing him in 81 straight, you took him out on the last game. Let, let him play the whole damn season. <laughs> like, Jesus. Hoping they aren't as flat and awful for the San Jose game like they were at home. There's no way. There's no way, right? I think Hack would have got uh, canned after this road trip if they went 0-3 the rest of the way and looked like the Islanders came doing it. If they're getting constantly embarrassed, then maybe otherwise doubt it. Yeah, I mean, I 
I don't want to say this one game changed things, but I think the attitude they played with tonight showed that maybe they haven't quit on the coach. Um, I, yeah, if they played three in a row the way they played against the Islanders, I guess it would have been possible. Uh, you would have been looking at a six-game losing streak there, and you, you got the shit kicked out of you a bunch of times. But short of that, I, I just don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think the coach would have been fired. Chippy TK is my personal highlight. I agree, Greg. I love when Travis Konechny plays that way, and I think he's more engaged, and he makes more plays uh, when he's got the other team's attention and it's kind of pressure situation. They're looking at him like they want to stop him, and he's trying to you know, get under their skin, piss him off. It's really you, – you want it to sting when TK makes a play on you because they already hate him so much, and he burnt them. You know, it's I love I love when he gets like that. Besides San Jose, the next several games are very winnable. San Jose's beatable. I mean, I like San Jose a lot, and I think they're going to get it together at some point. But they're nothing to write home about right now. How are they right now? Where are you at, San Jose? Yeah, 6-3-3. Three, three. I mean, they're okay. Um, plus 5 goal differential. That's all right. Uh Five, two, and three in their last, you know, ten. That's they're okay. You can beat them. Should we have kept Shen? I, I don't know. I think about that sometimes. Uh, the team would probably be better right now, and um, that would be nice, but. Hextall believes in the assets. You know, looks like Morgan Frost is a hell of a player. Farabee looks like he's going to be, you know, decent player. Um, would have been nice to see, like, if he's your 3C or something, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't have a problem with the trade. Let's put it that way. Travis Konechny might be my favorite flyer right now. He's fun to watch, man. What was the whole ordeal with Neuvert being sent down on a conditioning stint? Well, I mean, he, he coming off an injury, you need to get a little, you need to get, you know, uh, need to get some ice time under your belt, and uh, you, it's not ideal to do that in a you know regular season NHL game. San Jose just lost to the Rangers tonight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're beatable. Every team is beatable. Yeah, it's it's hockey. This isn't. You don't run into juggernauts, and, and it's 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 salary cap hockey. There are no juggernauts. Hextall said we were going to take the next step. I just keep thinking him and adding JVR would have been dope. Yeah, it's I. There's no way they have JVR if Braden Shen's still here. That's that's the thing. Is he's here? JVR is here to replace Braden Shen's production. Will we ever see Stolarz on this team at any point? Perhaps Moran or Myers is going to be like some worst-case scenario injury basis. I believe Moran will be up um, after the trade deadline. He's still hurt. He's not coming back until February. I think he'll get a conditioning stint, 
And then when the rosters expand after the trade deadline, he'll be here. Stolarz, I mean, I assume all the goalies are going to get at least a call up at some point. I think Stolarz will get a chance. Uh, not sure how long it'll be, but Brian Elliott's not going to hold up. You know Neuvert's not going to hold up. Cal Pickard isn't very good. Um, yeah, I assume him and Lyon will both get a chance. Uh, Myers, I don't know. I don't know if Myers first. I don't know. I would like to see Myers, but I don't know if we see him until next year. Think Misha will get a call up in a few months if he plays better, kind of like what happened to Sanheim last year. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot. Um, I think the Sanheim comparison is apt in talking about uh, in talking about what could happen with with Ferobiev. Who knows if Coots would have broken out if uh, if Braden Shen was still here? Yeah, he definitely wouldn't have got the power play time. Um, you know, because he's in that Braden Shen spot. He's they still planned on moving Giroud to wing, and they wanted to put him with Sean Couturier because they trust him defensively way more than Shen. I I really wonder if they would have moved Shen to center um, because. It, they said they made the trade in part because they wanted to make room for Nolan Patrick. Uh, of course, we all just thought right away, oh, this means Lindblom's made the team. But they said they wanted to make room for Nolan Patrick, which means, to me at least, they thought of him as a, a guy they were going to move to center at some point, uh, you know, in his career. So I I don't know. I don't know. But I still think Couturier would have got the chance to play 1C, uh, just maybe not have racked up the points he did because he wouldn't be on the power play. Thoughts on Becky Charlotte? Those two beat the shit out of each other last night. That was one of the most physical male or female matches in the WWE in a long time. They they were bumping their asses off. I uh, that was a I was damn impressed with that match. I feel Hart should have a chance to play a game or two to see if he's NHL ready. No, you don't test a guy. He's got to prove he's really good in the AHL first. That's that's the path they've chosen to take. He's got to dominate the next – he's got to dominate the level he's at before he gets thrust into the next level. That's a, Until he's a really good AHL goalie, there's no way they're going to see him as a viable option in the NHL. I'd like Stolarz to get another shot. I saw him play in San Jose a couple of years back, taking over for Mason, and he was good, better than we have now. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of it is just health and proving, proving you know, the knees are good and everything, getting back into shape, getting back into, getting getting back into the form he was in before the injuries. Because I do think, in it was a limited, it was a limited sample size, but when he got into games, I thought he was pretty good in the NHL. So uh, I think he'll get his chance as long as he stays healthy and gets back to what he was. I noticed Noivy managed to put his hat on without injuring himself. I'm holding out hope. It's such a shame because Neuvert is a pretty good goalie. I realize he had that one year uh, where he had the worst save percentage in hockey. But overall, he's a decent enough goaltender. Uh, he just, man, can't, can't keep himself in the lineup. Good start on this trip. They needed that. Uh, Brian, match of the year candidate. Yeah, it was, it was damn good. Um, all right, guys, we're like an hour, we're at like an hour 20 now. Uh, that's all the time. Any more questions? Sometimes it takes a while for them to, uh, for them to load. So I'll just wait a second here. Um, not seeing anything else. Yeah. All right. So that's all the time I've got for you tonight. It was fun. Uh, I'll be back Thursday night after the game. 
Uh, who do they have? Th- is Thursday the Kings and then Saturday San Jose? I think that's what it is. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, man. Thank, th- thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, I'll be back this week. I'll be back Saturday, Thursday, whatever. I love Flyers After Dark. Hopefully they keep this up. Hopefully this was the building block. That's it. Have a great week, everybody. Hey guys, this is John Stolness from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season. Man, the 2018 season was, well, it was interesting anyway, and the upcoming offseason looks to be even more interesting. So if you want to stay up to date on all things Phillies this offseason, subscribe to The Good Fight podcast feed and get my podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. And you'll get bonus podcasts every time big news is made with the team. Seriously, if you want to stay up to date on everything revolving around your favorite baseball team as they return to contention, make sure you are subscribed to the Good Fight podcast feed.